0: Welcome to The Sleep Sessions. I'm your host, Dara Whitaker. This podcast is a place for women to share their successes and challenges of adapting to life and sleep after a new baby. Whether you're expecting your first or a mother of five, you can listen in weekly to learn, feel supported, and celebrate each other's unique experiences. Today's episode is brought to you by Sam Rogers at Northwestern Mutual. As someone with a baby at home and a husband who travels for work, having a life insurance policy has helped to bring me some peace of mind. To learn more, visit samrogers.nm.com. Again, that's samrogers.nm.com. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Allison about her experiences with co-sleeping, moving to Italy with her infant daughter for her husband's job, and finding a sleep training method that worked for her that didn't involve her daughter having to cry it out. Hi, Allison. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Can you tell me about you and your family? Yes, for sure. So as you just said, Dara, I am Allison and um, Atlanta is home
1: for my family and for me, but we are kind of all over the place because my husband plays professional basketball. So we've lived in several different U.S. cities and quite a few different countries as well. And we're out of the country for about nine months out of the year. Um, my husband and I are college sweethearts. We've been together for going on 12 years and married for six. And our daughter Harper was born um, this past summer, our little Leo baby. And so um, yeah, we've been kind of adjusting to life as new parents and everything that comes along with that, especially given our lifestyle and the fact that we're kind of all over the place um that's very fun when you're just a young couple but <laughs> when you throw yeah. a baby into the mix it gets a little bit complicated so
0: yeah right i was thinking about that did your husband's career um, did that impact your decision to have kids it definitely
1: did um we are one
0: of those couples that we've
1: been getting the when are you guys going to have a baby question basically <laughs> since our wedding day by the way that is not a an nice question for a lot of people for a lot of reasons but we won't get into that but we were getting that question constantly like when are you guys gonna have kids when are you guys gonna have kids and um part of the reason that we wanted to just wait a little while was because he does still have a lot of basketball left to play and we thought that it'd be better to do it towards like the middle of his career as opposed to in the beginning just so that um you know by the time our kids are. getting you know well into elementary school he'll probably be just about ready to retire so that we can kind of um bring them back home and have a little bit
0: more stability when that time comes that's smart yeah is there anything listeners should know about harper's birth story um you know not
1: not in particular i did have a c-section that was not um a planned c-section um but Harper was a pretty big baby. My husband is six six, and so um, we wow. had a feeling she might be a little a little big, and she was. And so when she uh, made her appearance, the doctor, you know, looked at me and she said, "You weren't you weren't pushing this baby out. Like <laughs> it, it's not you. Like you you were not going to physically be
0: able to push this baby out." <laughs> Right. How was your recovery? How were the first couple of weeks at home?
1: Yeah, my recovery actually went really well, and it was very smooth. Um, I, I know a lot of people, unfortunately, have really hard time with C-section recovery, but I really didn't have any pain or anything like that. And, I mean, it was an, it was an easy recovery. Those first few weeks at home, of course, are kind of a blur. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with that new yeah. baby. Um, we had a ton of support. We had, you know, family that was more than willing to come over and, you know, clean up for us or bring us dinner. My mom was literally coming to our house and picking up laundry and taking it back to her house and washing and folding and bringing it back. We had, you know, family that was more than willing to come and sit with Harper while we took a nap. I was just so um, enamored with her. I don't think I ever even... L- let them keep her <laughs> to take a nap i was just always you know <laughs> up with her and so excited to, to be around her when she was awake i really didn't um take advantage of that but we had a ton of support and um yeah i mean we were just absolutely in love with her and I mean, we still are but you know those newborn days when they're just they just let you just hold them and cuddle them and it's there's nothing like it that's really a sweet time how are you feeding her at that point yeah i um i breastfed harper from the very beginning and i have loved 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 our breastfeeding journey um i remember early on She, like many babies, um, lost some weight, you know, in the hospital. And so we were being very kind of conservative with like her feeding schedule, you know, making sure that it was every three hours. And I remember we would literally have to wake her up to eat and I think that was like the hardest part for me of the newborn stage because she did not want to wake up she was such a sleepy newborn and trying to like wake her up and keep her awake to nurse was really difficult we were you know pulling out cold washcloths like patting her head I was tickling feet and playing with with cheeks and noses and all that just trying to (laughs) keep her awake to nurse
0: I went through a very similar situation. My daughter was also very sleepy and just, I would, I would just have to like get her totally undressed, take her diaper off mid feeding yeah. and then get her redressed when she woke up and then start all over again. It's just such a challenge. It is. And you know, like everyone prepares you for
1: like, okay, you know, you might have trouble with the latch or you might have trouble with this. No one told me that I would
0: have trouble keeping the baby awake. <laughs> <But> no <laughs> right. me of that part. Right. <laughs> well, did she eventually wake up?
1: Um, yeah, she did. It It took some time, though. Like,
0: I, I feel like for the first probably
1: like, what was it like three to four weeks, probably, like my husband and I were literally we had this little like, I don't know, I don't know what to call it this routine at nighttime where um we, we had her okay, so her sleeping set up at nighttime. So we had a bassinet for her in our room. She felt really far away, though I guess it was probably first parent stuff. We were just like, "Oh, she's too far," and so we ended up bringing her in our bed, but she was like in her docatt um kind of between our feet, like her head was was at the foot of the bed, so and our head was obviously at the head of the bed, and we had her in her tot because we just couldn't i don't know um deal with her being two feet away in in yeah. the bassinet early <laughs> on, but you know um. She would nurse and go to sleep, and then I would place her in her docketot, and then literally I had an alarm that would go off, like, when it was time to feed her, and so my alarm would go off, wake me up. Harper, that's our daughter, she still would not budge, so I'm waking my husband up, like, okay, it's time to feed Harper. He would get her, take her, like you said, strip her down, change her diaper, like, do whatever it took to wake her up. That was his job, to get her awake. And then bring her back to me, I would feed her and keep her awake while she ate. And then, you know, once I felt like she had had a full enough feed, I would place her back down. And we literally did this all night long for a good like two to three weeks until um, we had a follow up appointment with our pediatrician and our pediatrician was like, whoa, um, Harper has like doubled her birth weight. She's fine. (laughs) You don't need to do that anymore.
0: (laughs) That's great. That's the best news that you can ever get from your doctor is like, okay, now I don't have to wake the baby up anymore. You yeah. can start to get a little bit of longer stretches. And of course, it seems like clockwork when the doctor said that,
1: that's when Harper was like, oh, I think I'll wake up myself to eat. <laughs> <laughs> she had a lot of practice waking up every three exactly. hours. Exactly. So it wasn't quite every three hours anymore. But at that point, she would wake up probably um, once or twice during the
0: night, like, okay, I'm ready for a snack, you know. Good. How was she sleeping once you got that clearance from your doctor to just let her sleep, you know, and feed on demand? Yeah. Um, how, how was she doing? So she Harper did great after we got that clearance from our
1: doctor, she would wake up um, once or twice during the night to nurse, but that was it. And that wasn't even necessarily like every night I was having, um, or we were having good stretches where she would sleep basically, um, through the night and she continued to gain weight we have the um like the hatch baby um changing pad and that actually has like a scale in it so I was like a little bit obsessed at first with like weighing her just because she did lose weight initially and I mean the girl was gaining so much weight I knew that she was she was getting plenty of milk so she did really 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 well um after we got that that clearance and we all started getting a little bit more rest. Um right around this time was when my husband was due to leave for the basketball season in Italy. And um I was extremely 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 anxious about him leaving, like I had a lot of tearful days um leading up to that, which is honestly probably a lot of hormones as well. We all know that that's normal to kind of have those baby blues, you know, after you um give birth and as you're adjusting to new motherhood, but um, My husband was just such a huge support for me. Like I said, you know, how our whole routine was at nighttime and everything. I was so afraid of having to like do it all by myself. Like the thought of him leaving terrified me. And so um, he left. And honestly, I think that him leaving was probably the best thing that he could have done for me as a mama because I went into full like mama bear mode and really learned that I was fully capable of like doing all of this by myself. Now do I want to do it by myself? No. Yeah. I would always prefer to have him and his support, but like now I'm a lot more confident. I mean and our daughter is older now, of course, but I mean very quickly I got confident in my abilities and learned to trust my instincts and learned that, you know, I I could keep this tiny human alive and thriving on my own. Um after my husband left, I transitioned Harper from her from the bed with me to her bassinet and how I did that was um slowly but surely so first i moved the dockatot into the bassinet for i guess a few days about a week so she would fall asleep in the dockatot and then i would literally just lift the dockatot into the bassinet and then i like removed the dockatot completely and just had her sleeping in the bassinet by the bed And at this point, she's probably like six weeks old. So we're like a few weeks out from even the doctor clearing her to not be um, fed during the night. And she started sleeping through the night so well that I would have to wake her up in the morning. Like, okay, it's 9 a.m., you know, let's get our day started. She um, did really, really well in her her bassinet by the bed.
0: Good. How long has your husband gone for? Did you have a plan to reconnect at some point or was he gone for an extended period of time and you just you just would be apart for that whole time. So um basketball season is about 9
1: months and so our plan was we definitely were not going to spend the entire basketball season apart. I had really strong feelings about about keeping Harper away from her dad um for that long. I just felt like it was really important for her to bond with him, you know, early on. And so we definitely knew that we weren't going to spend any more time apart than we had to. And so um, Harper is vaccinated. And so we waited until she got her two month vaccines to travel. Just um, that's the advice that our doctor gave us just to get her vaccinated before taking her like through the airport and on an airplane and all that. And so she got her two month vaccines. And then I think literally a week later, Harper and my mom and I were on a plane to Italy to, you know, reunite with my husband.
0: Wow. With a brand new
1: newborn, yes. you're moving across the world. Yes. And I, I'll never forget that flight. Um, it was. I was, of course, a little bit worried about flying with a baby that little, but it honestly was pretty easy. Flying with her now is a little bit more, <laughs> more of a challenge, <laughs> yeah. but she, she was really easy on that first flight.
0: That's great. Yeah. I also traveled with my daughter when she was about that age and it was a breeze. And now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I took that for granted. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) When you moved, your mom was with you, but I'm assuming that she didn't move to Italy full time with you guys. What did your routine look like? What did your support system look like when you were in Italy?
1: So my mom stayed in Italy with us for about a week and a half, two weeks, really just to help me get like unpacked and um helped me make sure that our apartment there was like set up with everything that we needed, because my husband, of course we know men, he had only done kind of the bare minimum, <laughs> and so when I got there, it was you know time to like spruce things up a little bit, and um after she left, we really did not have you know a ton of support. It was really just the three of us all the time, and because of my husband's schedule, he was practicing twice a day, you know he had games once a week um sometimes in other cities around Italy. Um, a lot of the time it was just me and Harper. And so I really, um, leaned into baby wearing a ton. Um, I'm a big proponent of baby wearing and it's because it literally saved my life because (laughs) Harper was very clingy and, um, didn't really want to be put down. I think initially probably because she like was like, where are we, you know, her surroundings were totally, um, flipped upside down and changed. And we took her from kind of the only home she knew to this different environment. Um, And so literally the only way that I got anything done (laughs) was by wearing Harper and, you know, while I washed the dishes and while I cooked and everything like that. And we didn't have um, really any help at all. So it was definitely a big adjustment to going from Atlanta, where we have tons of family and friends over to Italy, where we really didn't have anyone that we um, were comfortable with um, helping us with our baby.
0: Right. Yeah, that must have been a huge
1: change. For sure. It was for sure a huge change. And also just like our space, um, that was a huge change as well. Here in Atlanta, we do have a a house. So we have, you know, plenty of space. Harper has her own room and all of that in our apartment in Italy. it, It was a two bedroom apartment, but the second bedroom wasn't really set up you know like a nursery there was just uh there was a toddler bed in there but like the um the crib was the 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 there there was a toddler bed in there but the one of the rails was kind of missing so it, we couldn't really <laughs> utilize it yeah. for a crib for Harper and um we had a travel bassinet that we took over with us but it was completely different than the bassinet that she had been sleeping in here in Atlanta and so when we tried to get her to sleep in this new travel bassinet, she was like, what in the world is this thing?
0: Like, I know you guys don't expect me to sleep in here. <laughs> so so many changes all at once. For sure. Did she eventually adjust to being in this new place? She, she adjusted to being in the new place, but she did not adjust to being in the new
1: bassinet. So what ended up happening with that is that, um, after, I don't know, about a week, we were just exhausted. I was still jet lagged. My husband, you know, he's practicing like crazy. And then the baby is up at night. And, um, what we ended up doing is bringing her into our bed just to kind of get some relief. And that's when our co-sleeping journey started. And we ended up co-sleeping with her for months and months and months. So, um, She never really adjusted to that new bassinet, but of course she did adjust to um, our apartment in Italy and definitely got more comfortable
0: there and got back used to being around dad and and all of that. Good. Just out of curiosity, so you were nursing at this point and I've heard from a lot of moms that co-sleeping actually is much easier than having them sleep in a different space when you're nursing because they can just, you know, you can just nurse and then both of you go back to sleep. How did it impact your husband's sleep?
1: Well, actually, I don't, I don't think it did. I think that... Um, okay, so let me back up. So I will say to start that <laughs> okay. co-sleeping definitely was way, 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 way easier um, in terms of nursing because Harper could literally just latch on. I would kind of halfway wake up, not completely wake up. She could latch on when she wanted and kind of, you know, do her own thing. My husband... Um, I don't really feel like his sleep was impacted. I know that he did say that, you know, of course he um, slept a little bit lighter and that, of course, when you have a baby in the bed, you are kind of constantly making sure that you're not like doing a lot of moving and whatnot. But usually I had Harper. So, you know, I was in the middle. We had a a kind of like barricade system set up on the edge so that she couldn't um, roll out. What we actually did was we that toddler bed that I spoke about that we had we brought it and put it flush up against our bed and it fit flush and we put something down at the bottom to make sure that it couldn't move away so that she couldn't slide between. And so we knew that she wasn't rolling out of the bed. She could roll onto the toddler bed and then, you know, hit the opposite rail, but she wasn't going to roll out of the bed. So usually I had her on that side, unless I was nursing on my opposite breast, in which case like I would let her nurse on that breast and then kind of move her back, um, to the other side. We all slept so, so, so well. Um, when we co-slept and I think that that's the reason that we did it for so long is because we felt safe doing it um we all got rest and Harper continued to put on tons of weight you know being able to nurse whenever <laughs> she wanted to nurse and it, it honestly just worked for us at least
0: at that time that's great you had a little system yeah, down. for sure for sure well, where are you guys now in your sleep? Journey? So when Harper and
1: I um, came home to Atlanta, like I said, we we
0: came home
1: for uh, just a quick visit to visit some, you know, visit with family for a couple of weeks. And so we were planning on going back to Italy. And then unfortunately, um, the coronavirus situation in Italy kind of exploded. And we decided that it would be a good idea for us to just stay put in Atlanta instead of trying to travel back at that time. So um, at that point, it dawned on me that, okay, we were going to be home in Atlanta, at least until basketball season started, you know, back up the next season in, you know, August or September. And so I was like, okay, I have some, some months. So we're going to be in one location for a long, long time. Why don't we try some, some sleep training? And honestly, at at this point, Harper was about six months old. I, although I loved co-sleeping with her, what I did not love is that it made her very dependent on me for all of her sleep daytime and nighttime. I didn't really mind it so much at nighttime, but at daytime having to either hold her or wear her or something like that for her to nap was really, really hard for me because I wasn't able to get anything done. I felt like I
0: just constantly
1: had her on me and I really desperately needed to be able just to put her down just, you know, for an hour and a half and let her take her nap and let me go do other things eat work out shower you know whatever um and so I decided to try some sleep training with her and around the same time I was um approached by a, an amazing company that does sleep training and um they asked me if I would you know, be interested in being gifted a sleep training program, working one-on-one with a coach in exchange for sharing, you know, my results and my review of the company. And so I took advantage of of that and decided to sleep train her. And literally right now, as I speak, she's napping in her crib. So obviously it went well. (laughs) Good. Was the sleep coaching, was it in person or was it online? The sleep program that we did was online. And so basically how it worked is that um, I had like an initial conversation with our coach, just telling her kind of, you know, what our lifestyle was like, um, where we were at that point with sleep. And then she tailored a um, suggested sleep program to our lifestyle and to my personal wishes. I am not um, a person who was willing to let Harper cry it out. Um, I just can't take it. Nothing against people who do decide to do that. But I just knew that mentally and emotionally, I personally couldn't, um, couldn't stomach it. And so I communicated that to the coach as well as a couple of other things. And she was able to tailor a suggested sleep program, um, taking into account not only our, our lifestyle, but also like my wishes. And so, um, she, we communicated again, we had a long, 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 um, meeting, I think over FaceTime where we went through the sleep program step-by-step. And then, um, I started to kind of implement it on my own with her support. We would, um, chat via email just about every day. And then we would chat via telephone. I think it was like, twice, let's see, it was a 10 day program. And I think we had like four, um, telephone conversations during the 10 days. So just about every other day we were, um, she was checking in with me and we were, you know, making changes if changes needed to be made and doing things that way.
0: That sounds really cool. It must've been super helpful to have that one-on-one support and someone to just like guide you through the process. I know it can be really daunting. Yes.
1: And I, I had done a lot of, um, research on sleep training, just like, of course, as a mom, you're always going to question, like, am I making the right decision for my, for my kid? And when it came to co-sleeping, I did um, ask myself that a lot. Like, okay, is this, is this right? Is this, even though it's easy, is this right? And so I had done a lot of research on co-sleeping, but honestly, it just seemed like too much. Like I was just like terrified of um, taking it on by myself. And so I personally like, don't know that I would have done it so soon or that I could have done it. Um, by myself without the support of a professional.
0: Yeah. Would you mind sharing the name of this? Sure, sure. So the sleep, sure, program, sure. That so the sleep
1: program that we used is called We Sleep. And our coach, her name was um, Kara. And she was, I mean, she was great. Actually, I miss Kara because, of course, when you're talking to someone that much, you end up having some, you know, just great conversations in general. So,
0: yeah, I can imagine. So you and your husband were together for quite some time before you decided to have a baby. Did did having Harper impact um, your lives together and your relationship? Yeah, um, so obviously co-sleeping, um,
1: it, it makes things a little bit challenging in the sex department, just to be transparent. I mean, having a baby in the bed, we had to get very um, intentional and very creative with intimacy. I think that that was like um, – Probably one of the biggest changes for us, and probably the most negative um, change. And it, it didn't end up being completely negative because, like I said, it just made us more intentional and more creative. But it does, you know, take more work and it, it was different for us. And we we had to hold each other and ourselves accountable to make sure that we were having that husband and wife time. Um, but I do also think that it made us more patient and more understanding and better communicators with each other. So, you know, that's a very good, good part about it as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I can see that how that would be the case. Um, Do you have any tips or any resources that you wanted to share? I would just say, um, I
1: think it's really important to trust your gut and your instinct as a mom, period. But also when it comes to sleep training and just know that it doesn't have to be one size fits all. And that just because other people are doing it one way doesn't mean that you have to. Like I said, we didn't do um, letting Harper cry it out. I stayed in the room with her at night every night until she fell asleep throughout that 10 day program and she's still asleep trained she still sleeps in her crib now through the night you know so just I I don't know I feel like um a lot of people feel like you have to let them cry it out and you have to you know leave them in the room by themselves but there's other ways to do it and there's other ways that um that do work and that did work really well for us
0: Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at at the sleep sessions.